0: Welcome. Jordan's laugh is making me laugh now too. All right. Welcome back to another episode of the Young Black Suburbans. I'm here with a very, very good friend of mine, Marie Pereira. Welcome back to another episode of the Young Black Suburbans. I'm here with Marie Pereira, who used to be my best friend until I chopped her name up.
1: We can get back
0: there. We can it's get okay. back to that? Yeah. How are we doing, Marie?
1: I mean, great. Great. C- couldn't imagine being better than right this second really? ever in my life.
0: <laughs> I think that there's a little bit of truth in that. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a little bit of truth. So how's everything been? We were on a podcast together before with mutual friend Kate Files. It's Fowles young wall. blonde. Yeah, young ben. blonde. Yeah. And, At Young
1: Long Suburban. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Good plug. Um, we had a great time. Unfortunately, that episode never saw the day of light.
1: Yeah, the internet stole it, I heard.
0: Yeah, that's something like that. I think that's the
1: way I think That's the, that's the
0: story. <laughs> uh, I think can't, so.
1: can't come to understand that way the internet works. So. I,
0: I think that someone's archiving it. Uh, so when we both blow up
1: god will play it for us in heaven one day
0: use all that information (laughs) (laughs) Um, anyway (laughs) so how have you been since the last time we talked
1: um i've been great yeah i'm in a very positive place i quit my job which i feel like honestly makes everyone happier when they quit their Mm, job
0: yeah plus or minus
1: i guess it depends on the job
0: yeah definitely um what was the reasoning
1: I just really wasn't into that scene anymore. Um, It was just, it's a a very um, structured corporate environment. And I was less into that.
0: Well, if you don't know, Marie is a doctor. Um, I don't know what you're going to be doing now. Uh, I remember on the last podcast, uh, we talked about abortion a lot uh <laughs> what <laughs> and that was that was the topic uh and you had really strong views about uh maybe starting your own um clinic i guess
1: well not so much because i am not a forward businesswoman like my friend at files law paula <laughs> files Or like you, who also started your own business. Um, I don't really honestly think I have it in me to do all of the things that surround their own business. But yes, I am 100% still very interested in abortion care. And that's something that I'm planning on doing in the future. Um, Right now, I am technically unemployed, which is very weird. Um, I've never been unemployed. Yeah slash not doing something to be employed. So, right, right, right. I mean, obviously not that I'm concerned about getting employed. I'm very much in a position of privilege Right. For that. Right. Um, so right now I'm trying to transition from a solely primary care environment that's more structured. I'm trying to do like travel medicine. Okay. Um, so I hope to be working with the Afghani refugees. And then as I figure my stuff out then transition to doing abortion care Mm -hmm. as a side gig with other stuff too.
0: Right. That's what's great about the medical field. There's so many different things that you can do.
1: There really is. And I think that 85% of doctors don't know that. And so there's a lot of Facebook groups (laughs) that (laughs) now I'm a part of, like looking at non-clinical careers Mm -hmm. or kind of side gigs. Right, right. um, Because that's not really something they actually talk about. Right. Which they should because, as we know, every healthcare provider that exists is like on the edge of burnout.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. And there's like a shortage of – uh, I know nurses and CNAs and that level of uh, care.
1: I think um, it goes across the board. There's a shortage of people who have the skills who want to do right. what they were doing before. Because right. they're like, wait, it's like not actually worth the money.
0: Right. Um, and I heard you earlier say like you just weren't really uh, for your old job and everything. Um, but you're not really into uh, doing your own practice. I know talking to Kate in, in my own personal experiences that we started our own businesses almost out of necessity. Um, I know my old employer was a horrible person. <laughs> and I'll say it again, he's horrible. <laughs> um, And that motivated Does me to... Does he
1: have a at address? That ah,
0: tag. We're, not, we're not adding him. He knows who he is. Oh, okay. Uh, and, uh, you know... I didn't know that I, I could do it either. Um it just kind of happens, I'm sure Kate felt, you know.
1: Oh yeah. Felt the same. I mean, way. I think that it's it's something that it, it can happen out of necessity mm-hmm. and I I have no doubt that honestly like I have fantastic role models in yeah, yeah. the people around me. So I think it's more if I decided to do it, it's about figuring out where and what. Yeah. But I also feel like you start by yourself, but specifically from like a medical standpoint, you have to have a team.
0: Yeah, definitely. I can understand that.
1: And like the team makes you or breaks you. Like I can do my thing, but I need like fantastic support staff. I need a fantastic medical assistant. Right, right, right. And I don't have a lot of the pieces. Like I'm not in a position where I could do it all. Yeah. And honestly, I mean, I think we all know that a lot of people suck all the time. <laughs> so yeah. it's kind of this situation where I don't even know how I would start to get the people I need mm-hmm. to build the team to even do it like one-man show.
0: Right. Now, is this something that they go over in medical school at all? You don't?
1: To be clear, they don't go over anything in medical school. Oh, okay. I mean, right. like you get the like nuts and bolts of medicine, you get like the physiology and I kind of feel like they're moving towards something more holistic, but you don't get any classes on like how to start a practice or like what to do when you're dissatisfied with your job mm-hmm. or how to handle a business. And so a lot of people who are planning on opening their own practice, those are like kind of skills that they're picking up. Right. And I would say that those skills are, I guess, are more at their fingertips than it ever has been because you have resources yeah. that are easy to tap into, but it's not like that's a priority. I mean, like there's a lot of other shit that you have to learn, unfortunately. And then all that other stuff just falls by the wayside. So yeah. it's kind of like, just like learn what you need to learn to do your job. And then anything you else have anything else you have to learn, you just have to learn on your on, own. Time.
0: On the job, yeah. Yeah. And knowing that, um, you quit yours.
1: <laughs> well, I'm in a privileged position because I have a very supportive family who have mm-hmm. supported me through my education. So I don't have like a yoke of loans around my neck. And then also I have flexibility as a primary care doctor. So I mean I could walk in to a lot of jobs, right. which is like kind of a I mean, a privileged thing to say, but like we all know I'm drowning in privilege. So <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's a privilege thing to say, but I can walk into primary care jobs because there's a huge need for primary care. Right. Um so I'm really like picking and choosing because mm-hmm. the goal of leaving one job is to find something you're more satisfied yeah, with the second
0: job definitely. so um and i hear you said say like the word privilege um about three times now
1: yeah i'm um, drowning
0: in it well, so. <laughs> well you're drowning in it but you're also uh, a female
1: mm-hmm.
0: brown <laughs> that's true um, all those things are true. yeah uh do you see any uh i don't i don't like to point out you know, people seeing limitations in their field and all that, but do you see any reaction to uh, this brown female coming into the medical field?
1: Well, I mean, I'm Indian, um, and I mean, my name is Marie Pereira. Um, So, a lot of people think I'm Hispanic, but as as I'm at core, as an Indian female, I mean, no one is like blinking twice as an Indian person in the medical field, yeah, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm very much an overrepresented minority, right, right, right. Um, so in that context and sense, like, no, I mean, all of it made a lot of sense. That being said, as a female, I mean, anytime you walk into a room as like, I'm mean, not even say like, like, anytime you walk into a room with a vagina someone is going to assume you're a nurse. Right. I mean, it doesn't even matter, like, if you're a CA, an MA, like, I mean, or like, you know, a doctor or a PA. Yeah. I mean, everyone's mind goes to the same place. Right, so, right, right. I mean, in that sense, like, yeah. But in terms of my brownness being a barrier, I mean,
0: I'm not black right <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so well, my last guess who was black would <laughs> he's actually saying that being black isn't a barrier um,
1: I mean with that being said I respect everyone's opinion Yeah, yeah but yeah. I know a lot of black male well, actually I don't know any black male physicians I know a lot of black female physicians
0: mm-hmm.
1: but I think it's I think it's how you think about the situation, right? Because not to say being black depending on your background doesn't come with privilege, but for a lot of people who identify as black, they don't have privilege backing them up. Right. So, when you don't have privilege backing you up, then you're worried about a lot of the nuts and bolts mm-hmm. that people who have privilege just glide through. Yeah. So you're worried about financing, you're worried about things at home, you're worried about supporting your family, you're worried about everything, yeah, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and that's not something I had to worry about. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I try to be very aware of that.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Um, because, I mean, with per- it should be, right, let me caveat it. I mean, if you have privilege, I think that it's your job to support the people without privilege. I think,
0: yeah, that just makes me think about politics and how uh, some people think that some people should pay a little bit more of their fair share so everyone can, anyway. Um, <laughs> So, you're talking a lot about culture and your culture uh, specifically. When you decided that you were going to go into uh, med- the medical field, was it something that, you know, culturally you thought, oh, this is where I want to go? Or was it like you just want to be a doctor? Do you have other doctors in your family?
1: So, I'm like very obstinate. And I would say that (laughs) a lot of background chuckles, (laughs) (laughs) but but I would say I actually never really wanted to go into medicine. So for context... um, We'll get um,
0: we'll get into that <laughs> <like, laughs> later.
1: My excuse me, I burped. I don't know if the mic picked that it up. Picked it but up. I'm yes. gonna apologize anyways. It's gonna I'm, be
0: like ten times louder yeah. on the mic.
1: <laughs> I'm a lady, so I apologize the world. Um, yeah. but I'm a first generation American, so both my parents are like very intelligent, but came from I would say like if we're gonna translate American culture to Indian culture, I guess like lower middle, middle class Indian backgrounds. Mm -hmm. Um, So they came, um, my dad came on like full scholarship to America for like a PhD and my mom came on a master's and like, I think maybe they paid for it. I honestly don't know.
0: So with a master's from your mom, and your dad got what? what did he, he's a PhD, PhD. So he's a doctorate
1: in chemical engineering.
0: But he, and they both got those degrees in India?
1: No. So okay. they came over with those degrees. Okay, so they had done their like basic education right. in India. And so my dad got his PhD in chemical engineering mm-hmm. from Notre Dame on a full scholarship. And then my mom, I... Honestly, don't know, but she did a master's in chemistry at American University. Right, right. right. Um, and then I was born here.
0: Right, right, that. right.
1: So, I mean, neither of them are medical. I wouldn't say that medicine was something that I was like, I want to be a doctor. Never wanted to be a doctor. Right. I think my dad was really focused on us being a doctor. I have one younger sister, that's why I say us. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, she's very into that, and I'm not. Um but I got a lot of resistance when I tried to explore my other interests. Oh, yeah. Um, Uh, Which were? um, As a young person, I mean, I was cooking for a little bit. I was like, oh, a cookbook. I wanted to be a poet. I mean, a lot of shit that I'm not great at. I mean, like maybe I would be if I explored that part of my personality, but it was quickly shut down. Um, And there was like a lot of um butting heads when I was like oh I'm gonna be like a psychology major in Notre Dame and things like that so I did find myself doing like science medicine tracks just as like a default because I was like whatever Mm -hmm. um but I will say that really came back to bite me in the butt when like after all of that I couldn't really think of something I wanted to do more Mm -hmm. um Possibly because of exposure, um, because I was kind of geared that way. But also I was like, <laughs> shit, like, do I want to do something more than being a doctor? And I couldn't come up with anything. Right. Um, and then I had to battle against um, younger me kind of being a little fart and not ever studying. So
0: <laughs> right, right, like,
1: right. I really complicated my path by yeah, that. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Um, now with that being said me and my sister are both doctors so whatever like emotionally manipulative thing my parents did
0: yeah it worked worked out
1: honestly that's the way of indians (laughs) so
0: (laughs) well and you you, uh went to notre dame and did your little sister as well
1: no my sister is much more intelligent than me i will say um she actually didn't go to notre dame she went to georgetown oh, Brad, uh-uh.
0: um
1: because she didn't quote want to be in my shadow which is hilarious because <laughs> i cast a very short shadow, yeah. a very short drunk shadow at sure. him.
0: <laughs> You're like, you don't have to worry about it. Hey, no, I literally told her. I was like, you don't have to worry about this. Like,
1: I'm not, I'm not, I'm
0: not doing much here. <laughs> it's crazy because, like, I'm sitting here listening to you. You're like, yeah, I went to Notre Dame. My sister went to Georgetown. Parents. Privilege. I already PhD. I already, Yeah, we this. already had that. But to hear it come out of someone's mouth. And you say it not as someone that sounds like they have privilege. You say it like, this is my life. You know? Well,
1: I will say, and, like, again um i think my mom had to throw the work privilege around um i think she had a little more privilege than my dad but like my dad worked a lot mm-hmm. to get where he is i mean he's like obviously very intelligent i mean with that being said I'm very annoyed with him right now mm-hmm. so he's never going to hear this but dad
0: uh-oh.
1: you haven't apologized yet yeah. we're in a fight
0: uh-oh <laughs> but, mr ferrara yeah,
1: <laughs> let's just throw that in it's
0: at young black suburban on youtube yeah uh, <laughs> <laughs> mr ferrara
1: yeah if you want to <laughs> like uh he doesn't know how to use the internet i think in any way, so he wouldn't be able to respond to this but i mean like he went through a lot i mean it, to explain the ins and outs of Indian politics would be exhausting. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, he dealt with a lot. Like, he had, like, a, he, he's very smart. And he went to this, like, it's called IIT. I don't know mm-hmm. what the viewership is like, but it's, like, the Harvard of um, Indian schools. And there's it's, like, an acceptance test. Okay. So it's, like, our SATs? You take to get into the school, mm. and kids train from it from like birth. Right. Okay. So the sixty minutes did a little piece on it. Oh, he made yeah. me watch it. I was like, okay. I don't care about
0: this. Yeah.
1: <laughs> obviously, it, it made it into this podcast, so I took it in. Yeah. Um, but it's a school where kids train from birth to get into it, mm. and then from there, they have opportunities cooler, like international opportunities, whatever. Mm-hmm so he got into it from his like random catholic school just studying by himself in the time he had like so he got in like his first year i think he got appendicitis his second year his mom died
0: wow and
1: then he managed to still be smart and like graduate well, and then get the scholarship to notre dame so i mean
0: so your father...
1: This is my dad.
0: ...went to Notre Dame as well?
1: Yes, he did. Ah. He went to Notre Dame as a PhD student. And I would very much claim the only reason I got in was Legacy. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm fine. I'm I'm intelligent. Yeah. I'm the least intelligent person of my immediate family.
0: Yeah. But I mean,
1: I also care the least, but <laughs> I am the least
0: intelligent. Yeah, well, you made it, man. You know, and I'm sure your parents and everyone are proud of you.
1: I mean... I'm delightful, so yes, they are. And, like, <laughs> I did it, so yeah, yeah. we are where we're at. <laughs> but, I mean, we were fighting continuously for decades.
0: Over school.
1: Over school, because yeah. I was the dumbest one.
0: <laughs> no, but do you think that's a cultural thing as well? Oh, well,
1: like, it's 100% a yeah. cultural thing. And I hopefully don't think it will continue to be a cultural thing. Oh, you're trying um, to...
0: uh Oh, you mean with your parents? I was going to say, are you trying to break the cycle of... I mean, yeah, uh, if I adopt
1: some kids, I will break yeah. the cycle.
0: We're going to get into that. You're not, uh, you <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: But I I hope that Indian families are now realizing, and I mean, I say this in a very general way because I'm like lightly Indian. Obviously, I'm first generation, but I'm a Catholic Indian. So. Yeah there's a lot of culture that comes along with the religion that my family doesn't share. Right. Um, But I do, in general, think that Indian culture, as they stay in this country longer, are realizing there are different paths to success than just the traditional ones, and hopefully they let their kids do that. Mm
0: -hmm. Well, you know, it's kind of, if I had to relate to you, It's hard to deviate from what your parents set out for you. Um, For me, obviously, I did exactly. Well, (laughs) Well, don't get me
1: wrong. I met your dad and he's fantastic. But.
0: (laughs) I'm um, joking, I'm joking. uh,
1: (laughs) I do think you've done more with your skills than he has, right? I mean, in terms of growing a business, starting a business.
0: Yeah, that's different. and. To me, it's different. Um, it f- the privilege that I got from my father is being named after him. Um, it's not monetary. Yeah, the uh, privilege of a name. Privilege of a name, which is a lot. Um,
1: well, especially, yeah. I think, in the boxing culture. It's yeah, huge. Yeah,
0: it's a lot. Um, but other than that. <laughs> That's a bug guys. I know. I don't, I don't know where, where it's coming from. But uh, other than that, you know. Uh, The name and where I was raised, where he was able to move me to, but I didn't have the privilege of having uh generational wealth back me, even though he had money, you know, yeah. I, I didn't have the privilege of that.
1: And I would say, honestly, for my parents, it's not like they had money when they came here. Yeah. So like my mom, I don't know what her parents did in terms of paying for education, but like she tells the story about how Roy Rogers. I don't know if those still exist, but like she'd go and buy like a dollar twenty nine burger mm-hmm. or whatever. I don't know inflation. This is like it's
0: probably five dollars now. Yeah, um,
1: <laughs> and then they used to have like an open fixing bar, so she'd like buy like the cheapest thing on the menu and like steal things from the fixing bar. Yeah, 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 you know, and like she would eat that. Mm-hmm. Um, so don't get me wrong like my parents definitely
0: struggled yeah
1: a ton like they really like grinded when they were here and they were like hey like we're here we're getting educated we're gonna make money and like i mean i think that at this point we know that like a lot of times with education comes privilege and i think that from an indian perspective that's our sweet spot, Yeah, right? yeah, like, yeah, definitely. Get educated, get privileged. Yeah. So for them, they got educated, they grinded, and then they just saved. So like, don't get me wrong, like I assume they were making good money, but like for my parents, we are like the priority, like me and my sister. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm kind of a jerk. My sister's kind of a jerk, plus or minus. <laughs> Less than me. I don't know. Depends who you're talking
0: to. But... I think I need uh, your dad on the show. Oh <laughs> <God>. <laughs> he would literally on the Yeah. My dad, Carmel, would be like, I
1: don't even like these girls. Uh, <laughs> I don't know who they
0: are. But do you remember... Uh, <laughs> is this something... Do you, do you remember them uh, struggling and making it or... Do you not, is it something that, you know, it's always been in your lifetime?
1: So I would, the thing I would say is that like my family never lived beyond their means. Mm-hmm. Um, like even when we were growing up, like my parents live in the house that they got before I was born. You know, so like it, they've never lived beyond their means. Like their priority has always been. Like educating us and getting us to where we need to go. Right. So, I mean, with that being said, like, I mean, they still live there.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> you know, crazy. so like
1: their house has been paid off for a billion years. Yeah. But, like yeah. I reap the benefits of all that other money <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah um so no i i never really remember us struggling my mom talks about like vacations when we were younger and yeah, we'd like go similar. to ocean city and like stay in a hotel room but like i was a kid like we didn't have <laughs> cable at my house right so right. we were like oh you have cable tv in this shitty hotel room right?
0: right here right. for
1: it Oh, you're going to get me Burger King French Toast Sticks?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Can we get sponsors from Burger King? Uh, Do you think?
0: Probably not.
1: We uh, right. <laughs> might name like,
0: a meal after you or something.
1: Mind <laughs> you your names. Yeah. Uh, but literally, like, that's where my head was at when I was little. So, like, I mean, yeah. Um, comparatively, yeah, we go on bougie vacations now. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no. I mean... I don't think kids actually feel like they don't have a lot
0: nah, until definitely. people
1: tell them they don't yeah, have a lot.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And
1: that's when it's like a punch in the face.
0: Right. So, your family life, even though you say you're a jerk, your sister's a jerk, you guys were like all you guys had. You were each other.
1: I mean, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, I fight with my parents all the time. Yeah. yeah so, um, yeah. But I mean, we're family. Yeah. I mean, I'm there for them, there for. Here for mm-hmm. me. I mean, even I'm um, again, my dad and I are a fight, but if I needed something, Yeah,
0: definitely. So and you talk about, you know, having to fight them to become uh where you are today. Well, not fight them. This is what no, they wanted. I you literally to be.
1: fought them well, and then just became what they wanted <laughs> me to be. So
0: So what happened when you told them you were quitting your job?
1: They were not supportive in a sh- not shocking turning events because they're never supportive. They were very upset.
0: Did you have anxiety to even tell them?
1: No, because no. I don't care what they
0: thought. Ah, okay.
1: Because I know that they're not thinking about like my mental health when they make these decisions. They're thinking about my ability to support and provide for myself. Mm-hmm. where they don't actually understand the contacts that I know that they're there and I don't actually have to think about that. I right, mean, right. again, it's privilege. I mean, I always have a safety net. Um, So I just decided on it. Obviously, I'm, I have fantastic finances. I mean, yeah, I went to med school without loans yeah. and now I'm making
0: money. Good credit. And all that yeah, <laughs> I mean, good credit. Tim, I was like, come <laughs> on to my <laughs> credit score. <laughs> yeah.
1: Live with. I hey was,
0: how was well, we had the conversation, <laughs> we had the conversation. Um, yeah, so w- there's so many different things we talked about. You know, you're a family physician, primary care physician, not family, I guess primary could be. Well, no,
1: I mean, I am yeah. family because I see from like birth to death. Yeah. I do do pediatrics too.
0: And you know, sometimes I guess something comes along, like you said, you're uh, going to be doing stuff for the Afghan refugees. I
1: hope. I'm not hired, so I I hope I I will get to do that. I
0: don't know. But as a doctor, culturally, sometimes uh, issues pull at you, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, And one of them happens to be abortion. Mm -hmm. Um, You are very interested in that field of practice. Can you elaborate more on uh, why? Well,
1: I would say, I guess, to kind of reflect on what you said, I think that every doctor should be able to discuss with patients anything they want to do right mm-hmm. from any spectrum and if you're not comfortable in doing something that the patient is talking about you should still be open to the conversation and get them to a person that knows more mm-hmm. or does more right and that is a very wide spectrum right like obviously on a specialized end like based on conversation, we're talking about, like, abortion care or something like that. But, Mm -hmm. you know, it goes as simple as, like, joint injections or, you know, like, talking about birth control. Or, you know, there's a very wide range of what that falls into. Mm -hmm. For me specifically, I've always been incredibly interested in women's health, but I've always really connected with women. I mean, my personality is such that... I can talk to people. And again, that's not something I had control of. Right. I mean, I'm very lucky in that. And so if I can communicate with people, a lot of times, specifically as a doctor, being relatable and communicating with people is the biggest barrier to figuring out what you can or cannot do for right, a person. Right, right. Um, for me, I personally think that abortion care, like any other medical procedure is something a right that someone has to talk to between them and their doctor, mm-hmm. right? So I don't think it's a social issue. I don't think it's a political issue. I really think it's a healthcare issue okay. um, because there's a wide array of reasons why somebody might find themselves in that decision nice. and yeah. or in that position. Yeah. And it's never something that anybody does like me, right? Um, especially in our current social climate where there is so much litigation against that, right? Yeah. Um, With that being said, I do feel like it's right and as a person who believes strongly in that and has the skills to provide that service, I Mm -hmm. do feel like I would like to be able to provide that service to people.
0: Do you see a lot of conflict between actual doctors when it comes to... um, their personal beliefs in giving care? Because as a normal person, you're thinking you're going to see a doctor. It's his job to treat you no matter what. Uh, You go to the hospital, you feel like no matter what, this doctor takes an oath or whatever to to treat you. Now I know that abortion might not be that kind of procedure or something, but do you see a lot of your colleagues uh, putting their personal beliefs into their practices?
1: Well, I would say that that's I don't know how to phrase this I would say that most providers if they're not comfortable providing abortion care for whatever reason Mm -hmm. they do very readily refer that procedure out Mm -hmm. so as a physician I think most physician providers agree and not to throw stones or cast stones I mean I don't remember the biblical expression but I would say probably like 95. This is a made up statistic. But like 95 a
0: majority. But like mm-hmm.
1: a majority of providers who are not comfortable providing abortion care services themselves mm-hmm. will happily not happily, but like uh, very much are willing to refer people to physicians and places that do provide those services. Right. I I mean obviously I went to Notre Dame, it's a Catholic school. Yeah. I trained alongside OBs and a lot of people just decide and like even my fellow family medicine providers they decide really early on whether or not this is a service they're willing to provide Mm -hmm. but as a physician there's no barrier to connecting people with the services they need again I think the whole mentality is that this is a medical service that needs to be provided. Right. So if you're a doctor that's uncomfortable with it, it's like if someone came to me and like, can I have a hernia operation? I'd be like, well, not for me yeah, because yeah. I'm a family practice physician. So yes, I will get you to a doctor that then provide that service. And right, I think right. that this falls into the exact same category. There's doctors that are comfortable. There's doctors that are not. There are doctors that are better trained, mm-hmm. but it is a medical procedure.
0: Right, right. So you feel like no matter well not no matter what, but uh doctors do uh respect the fact that it is medicine and it's something that they
1: they should. They, yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, I cannot speak to any individual doctor, right. but I would say by and large, every physician I know that is not comfortable with abortion care, mm-hmm. they would never act as a barrier right to that. And but that goes with anything that any doctor does right like you never you should not be a barrier to care mm-hmm. you are supposed to be a gateway to care yeah, whether definitely. that's orthopedic care endocrine care like rheumatologic you know what i mean like you are supposed to be a gateway as a yeah. primary care physician so whether or not you believe in something it's not about beliefs like mm. we operate in
0: facts right right. and right, this
1: right. is should be like a like PSA to the world. Live on facts. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Like facts are supported by data, facts yeah. are supported by science. And
0: we live in a climate where. Uh, we don't care about those. Well, things. yeah. Well, some of us do. Uh, but, and it's easy to manipulate, you know, or it's easy to. But no,
1: but here's the thing. Facts
0: are facts. Yeah, facts are data facts. Data are
1: data. So like once you start manipulating things, it's no longer facts yeah. or
0: data. So that's true. And not all the time the consumer is aware of that. Um, that, is what I'm trying to say. There's different angles and different news outlets that give it, us certain news it
1: depends on your sources yeah it 100 yeah. depends on your sources but at
0: the end of the day the core facts are always the facts i agree right um how do you feel about texas now this is bad not
1: i i feel bad <laughs> about texas
0: but not as a doctor though as just a regular as humanity. a woman yeah as a, as a woman Bad. yeah still um, bad
1: bad 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 <laughs>
0: yeah so w- what their law is doing is uh stopping abortion with what is it within s- so after what six their months law is
1: doing and again i'm i went to a beer festival before this i'm drinking a beer as we speak um essentially what their law is doing is criminalizing providers and associates people who are trying to connect people to abortion care right. so Anybody on the street can sue any provider or... I mean, it's actually not about the patient, to my understanding. You're su- you're suing providers and yeah. people associated with that for providing a service that is medical. Yeah. Right? It doesn't make any sense not at all. all. And I mean, a lot of things in America don't make sense, so it's fine. Yeah. I mean, it's part of the way we work unfortunately but again it's about criminalizing a medical procedure that in a country where we think that we in a country that where we claim that healthcare is a right
0: mm-hmm. mm. <laughs> you you're opening up a lot of can of worms there because um you know this country it's not really a all right.
1: are um, you telling me that America is not the greatest country in the world? Tonight? I did not
0: say that. I did not say that.
1: Are you Are you <laughs> claiming that?
0: I'm just saying, I got a lot of good health care in other countries. I, mean, <laughs> I, I would say that, but I don't know. Yeah, I, I got no one cares about my opinion. So. I got um, a lot of good health care in other countries where insurance is not really. The issue as much as it is here in America. Um, I have a son in England where his mom got a whole year of maternity leave. Baby was born for free, no money. Mm-hmm. The government paid for it. Um, I've been in the UK where I've had the doctor come to my house, prescribe me stuff for a flu, and leave with not asking me for any money. Um, how do you feel about there there's it's called the national um health, health services. services, the NHS, NHS. um here, I don't know what the heck it's called. It's called It's called the nothing. it's called the Wild Wild West. Um, <laughs> it, uh how do you feel about uh nationalized health care?
1: Um pro. I mean because
0: uh, sometimes, you know. Some doctors won't take certain insurances here because um it's not i don't I don't even know the reason why they just don't take it. I guess it's not well, profitable for them
1: to be clear again i don't own my own
0: practice, yeah, yeah. so
1: I do not know the nuts and bolts of different insurances and things like that, but in bottom, the bottom line is that anything in America is a business, whether it's healthcare like in america no one actually has health care as a right Mm -mm. they have it if the health care pays off for the business right whether that's medicare medicaid i mean people are finagling things to end up in the black when it comes to those things Mm -hmm. like the bottom line um obviously i think that health care is something that everyone deserves and everyone deserves equally yeah and it's just it's very interesting because the individuals i talk to who really buy into this american dream idea like we work and then we reap the benefits that becomes (laughs) that line becomes more and more blurry yeah because then suddenly they're paying for things that they don't understand they need to pay for you know they don't have the savings for the hospitalizations that they have to have. Mm -hmm. And in reality, no one deserves that, you know? And I think for the average doctor, they want to provide care to everybody, Mm -hmm. but if you have a lot of money to pay off, you have to get jobs that pay you money. But this also goes back to the fact that, you know, in different countries, a lot of doctors don't have huge loans that they have to mm-hmm. pay off. So, I mean, in America, obviously, our systems play in to the culture and yeah. it plays into the system.
0: So capitalism is oh, yeah. killing uh, health care, obviously. I mean, <laughs> I, you see some of these instruments that we have to pay for. Uh, it's like, uh, you pay for the sheets of the bed in the hospital, $300. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean. Need, a needle is really expensive.
1: That's absolutely absurd. Yeah. hundred percent. But like, for instance, my stethoscope that was cracked, um, it cost me like $300 to replace my little stupid stethoscope. Yeah. 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 Right. So like, not to say like, again, Privilege my life is easy but like to say that like for me to replace like a critical like a critical tool yeah, yeah. like if I was in a situation where I was not getting paid I was like bleeding out for my patients yeah, yeah. It's like oh yes like how would I even pay for the most basic tool that I needed yeah. and it's $300
0: why are these tools so expensive is it because they can
1: yeah obviously hmm. I mean Plastic, and,
0: like metal. Yeah, yeah, that's like, what give I would, me a mold. Like that's what I was thinking. Like, like we
1: could like <laughs> finagle it. You
0: at. could probably YouTube and make like a, yeah. a sub- oh, how do you say it a stethoscope. stethoscope. <laughs> literally, like yeah. what I listen
1: to your heart. Yeah,
0: think. I know what it is. Like, <laughs> I just can't say it. Oh, uh, you can't yeah, it. Yeah, so oh, <laughs> uh, here we go. <laughs> um being a doctor is great and everything it's like fine. that. It's, it's, it's great. We, we all look up to you. You just
1: have to have intelligence. and <laughs> You have to have either the drive or the privilege yeah. to get there.
0: Yeah. It's a job. Um, and real quick before I transition into uh, something else, uh, to touch on the abortion thing a little bit more, and your parents and combine them together, and being Catholic.
1: There's something you have not mentioned. All
0: three of those things, how have you um, articulated this to your parents?
1: So, my mom is a very devout Catholic. Mm -hmm. And I have articulated it to her. She is... She's in a difficult position because she wants to be supportive, but she prays a lot for me to not be in the position I am. To be clear, though, my mom is actually pro-choice. I mean, I'm... My up... Raising, uprising, I don't know. What's nope. the tense? Upbringing. Uh, um, Upbringing. Oh, we've changed the word. Don't
0: worry. If you mess it up, I'll understand mm-hmm. because that's how my brain works. I, <laughs> I know exactly what you meant.
1: <laughs> um, I mean, I'm very much supported, but she is like praying for me to not care about these socials. She's like, care about Yeah, Yeah, Um, My dad doesn't care. He doesn't care at all. Um, so it's it is uh, religion does very much play into this mm-hmm. um, in a way that maybe or maybe not it should. And I mean, if we wanted to dive down a Catholicism hole, well, we could. Yeah. And again, I went. I did Catholicism through college, and I'm not pro-Catholicism. Mm. Um, <laughs> actually, my brother-in-law's sister um her boyfriend was trying to be very aggressive to notre dame last week during the notre dame virginia tech game and he was like oh catholicism and i was like oh i'm sorry chip like (laughs) his name's chip um I'm. you're not going to round me up that way because I'm Neither. actually not into Catholicism yeah.
0: either. Right. So. That's crazy because certain people <laughs> that we know that went to Notre Dame feel, feels the same way. I mean, um, what is it about Catholicism that kind of turned you away?
1: Well, again, I think it comes back to knowledge and education mm-hmm. and the privilege to have that, right? Like, as Notre Dame graduates, we're drowning in privilege. I mean, however you got there, you were in an environment of education, of dialogue, and the ability to talk about things that you maybe would not be able to otherwise. And right, so yeah. I think most people, when they find themselves in those environment, if they are intelligent people, start talking about yeah. things. and. At the end point, you may not find yourself there. I mean, I don't think either me or my roommate at Files Law you
0: guys would. Are <laughs> Kate Files. Fowl. Kate
1: Files. I didn't
0: Fowl know Fowl. that you guys were roommates.
1: We were random, random roommates. random wow. freshman year
0: roommates, wow.
1: and I don't think we actually hit it off initially. Yeah. I mean, it happened over years, <sighs> and here we find ourselves best friends. Right. It's. I mean, definitely living a state apart is easy. I mean, we're both no Catholics, right now. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say devout, but no, we we it. yeah, mm-hmm. but we like have- we played into the math. Right. I mean, we went to our Notre Dame masses. Every Notre Dame dorm does masses every Sunday, and we went. Mm. I played, my- I played my violin. I
0: mean, <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. Um, because my, you know, growing up, you hear Notre Dame and everything like that. I always put Irish first before any religion. I never really even correlated the the two. Um yeah, I guess you know I'm finding out something new about Notre Dame myself. I'm 36, just finding out that it's a Catholic school.
1: I mean, yeah, it's a very Catholic school. But I would say actually for most people, it's not that Notre Dame is Catholic. Notre Dame's actually like not as big as most people, people would think, think. Mm. um so it's a fairly small school i think oh my gosh i'm making up number my dad talks about a lot 8, 000 yeah 000 uh, undergrad 000. yeah it's like mm. eight thousand undergrad uh. yeah so it's a fairly small school on the spectrum which personally i think from an educational standpoint that means a lot because we rank very highly yeah, i definitely, mean definitely. i would say yeah in the top 25 of the nation, but, like, mostly generally in the top 20 in terms of that. But with that, I mean, you're rolling dice on privilege and everything. So, like, the only reason I got in was probably because my dad went there. Yeah, yeah, He didn't have privilege, but he's way smarter than me. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, he got in, and then I wrote his coattails on Mm -hmm. my average SAT scores.
0: Right. Um, So you know besides academics and and all that um how is Notre Dame like obviously every college you go to uh there's your parties there's your uh people that you like to be around there's your people that you don't want to be around um how was it as a, a student going to Notre Dame uh enjoying that culture
1: so I would say in general it was fine I mean 100% 100% it's a sexist Institution Because I mean we would go Drink at boys dorms and we couldn't Drink at girls dorms um, hmm. And we would get in more trouble At go- girls dorms for doing that Than boys dorms so I mean That's just like a male female thing When it comes to like or racist Or racism Or like having different Race races. relations. Race relations I mean honestly I don't know Um so, I I did try out for the step team there. Yeah. Um, I, was, I was on the step team in my high school. Not to say it was good. Obviously, I wasn't because I did not make the step team there. <laughs> um, but I would definitely say that, like, at Notre Dame, there is, I wouldn't say a division. But, like, people hang out with the people they're comfortable yeah, with. Yeah, so, I, I wouldn't say that, like, we were ever at parties here we were the minority. I mean, obviously, the majority of Notre Dame is white people. Mm-hmm. Um, as a brown person, I was most of the time the only brown person there. Yeah. Um, and I mean the people who were black did what they wanted to do, whether it was like being at those parties or being at different parties. I wasn't privy to the other parties. I didn't make this stuff too.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe we'll make one for you. Um, And you're in the middle of Indiana, you know, it's not like you're-
1: I will say though, South Bend, I mean, my dad went there from India. Mm -hmm. like my dad's a real Indian I mean you listen to me I don't know know who watches these videos you listen to me I sound like a valley girl right I've had my dad's colleagues when he's like working from home I honestly don't think he works from home at all that's why I quoted that I think he just like naps but um, my dad's colleagues were like who's the valley girl answering your phone right because I'm i just have the whitest voice in the world that's fine. it's that's it, happens. that's it happens it's fine
0: um but that's all right let me ask you this question um because there's something uh in the black community called code switching code switching do you know what that is
1: like you switch when you you're in a white situation versus a black situation and you just like be a different version of yourself to like be appropriate to the situation?
0: Subconsciously. uh, Or
1: actually consciously.
0: Or consciously. (laughs) No, well, I didn't know what it was until I started this podcast. I know that the African-American friends that I had will point out to me that I talk more ethnic, Uh, not more ethnic, more,
1: the way you're raised, culturally white or, well, yeah, I guess you white or black. Suburban. Suburban mm-hmm. uh, it's not and, and, offensive uh, yeah. way to say that you change your entire personality. Well, I don't change my
0: attitude. personality, Not consciously. Though, but yeah, um, no,
1: but you, you check things so, you say, things that you would say, like, without so, thinking about in one community, you don't say so, the other.
0: Let's just say one of my black friends were sitting next to me. Next to me. The the easiest way to explain this is that um, I might say some words that I would not say at all around my white friends.
1: Am I going
0: to be offended? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to be political uh, a little bit, but I... Uh, it's just something that I noticed that I did. I, I, not until I got older, because I was the only black kid in all of my classes. Mm-hmm. I started to develop that. Like we said, is who you're around. Um, now, my family would make fun of me uh, because of the way that I talk. Then I would get mad at my white friends because they would say that I talk really well And I'm like, what am I supposed to talk? Exactly. Um, this is the way that I talk. You know, uh, why what do you mean I talk really well? Do you have that issue? Uh, no, not at at
1: all. (laughs) I mean, again, I'm from an overrepresented minority in terms of education. So
0: Marie is Marie all the time. You don't
1: I'm exactly the same. I will say that I have the benefit of experience, and so I went to an all girls private school, mm-hmm. Brugier's AF, um, mm. but I hung out with the black
0: kids. Well, there. you there was a the like step team, yeah,
1: yeah, there was like six of them. Um, <laughs>
0: Did they talk like you?
1: Yes, we mm. were all very privileged. Okay. I mean, we're drowning in privilege. All of my friends, um, but we went to BSA Black Student Alliance meeting. Like, I mean, this was part of my social life. So, like, I've always got it. I just, like, I've never actually had to live it Mm -hmm. in any real life. I mean, even now, I mean, I'm in a position of privilege as, like, any activist I would call myself, right? Like, I've never had to deal with any of the groundwork. You just decide that... Yeah, obviously, this is the way I'm going to do it because all the other ways are stupid and dumb and wrong, (laughs) which I believe are a fact.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Other people might not. But, like, that is a privileged thing, not to have to fight for your opinion. Yeah. And I'm very lucky.
0: Yeah. Um, As a female, I think that, you know, it might be a little bit different. Like you said, in Notre Dame, you had those issues with. I mean, but it's like,
1: I mean. It's just like a breath. I mean, that's not really like an issue. Yeah. It's just you're among other privileged people and you do what you have to do to drink alcohol because (laughs) you're underage. Right, right,
0: right. Right, right.
1: It's not like you're even like trying to have social issues. You're like, oh, but I wanna go out tonight, so where can I go? So
0: perfect segue. Yeah. (laughs) And so what we're gonna get into next. Oh, what are we gonna We're gonna get into next. We're gonna get into what we got into on the first Podcast. What could it be? Your personal life. No. This is no, a segue, no. Tim. <laughs> personal personal life. Uh I remember on the first podcast, uh we had a conversation of you saying that you never had a boyfriend. Yeah, nothing's changed. Ch-
1: things, have yeah, changed.
0: things have changed. No, I said. Oh nothing, nothing's, nothing's changed. changed. Um so, <laughs>
1: <laughs> nothing has changed. I mean, in exactly the same position as was previously.
0: So you're a doctor, 33, is that how old you are? Yeah, 30, that's sorry, it. no, I'm, I'm, she's-
1: It's okay, I'm not embarrassed with my age. I did 30, actually 30. just find a great leg hair, um, <laughs> which was
0: weird. <laughs> On your leg. On <laughs>
1: well, my leg, it's weird. I think it, a lot of women would agree that's weird, but well, whatever, we got- di- I digress. Uh, When
0: you have one, then you'll see two. And trust me. I know.
1: Obviously, I'm only going to get older from here. But
0: explain to us what you mean by you never had a boyfriend.
1: I don't understand the question. So,
0: (laughs) because when we were on the first podcast, you said you never had a boyfriend. And I was stunned and I said, wait a minute.
1: Right. It doesn't make any sense at all. I'm such a catch.
0: Rephrase no, your question. But I said, said wait a minute. Sense. Does that mean that you have never had a relationship? Um, like, relations with...
1: Oh my God, Kim.
0: Like, <laughs> why are you doing this again? Because we didn't get it out there on the first one. We did! No. Oh my goodness. No, one, no one knows. Oh. Uh, no one yeah, knows. no
1: one knows. The other one got deleted. Yeah, Thank exactly.
0: You, <laughs> so we have to rehatch it. You know. All right. So you never had a boyfriend.
1: You're killing me, small. I know. Right now. Killing me. You've had relationships? I'm not a great Catholic. I mean, All right, again, so, I'm not, like so now, so now we're getting down to it. Person.
0: This is this is what I want so to yeah, get I'm out. I'm
1: not a good Catholic.
0: Okay, um, and you were. On a, a, a dating, I'm going to say an experiment, something that you were trying.
1: No. So I paid a woman a lot of money, like a matchmaker, to set me up on dates. Right. Um, that's something I did because I think my personality, I'm very content by myself. I have like a really great situation. I'm very happy with myself and I never thought of needing a partner to complete myself and i think that i'm privileged in that feeling um a lot of girls like dream of a partner mm-hmm. i mean like male female whatever i mean like you dream of like sharing your life with one another Man. i never thought that way i mean like my parents fantastic supportive people mm-hmm. like relationships they're like the shittiest so that's just like really not the way I thought Mm -hmm. and that's the way I continue to think. So it's really not the way I've ever like imagined my life. With that being said, it's like stupid as an intelligent person to be like, Oh, just be single forever. Like just like adopt kids. Like obviously you need to like give humanity a chance before you do that. So for me paying this woman, too much money to just set up dates. It was mostly maybe saying, hey, if you decided to do this, you can do it you can do it well. Mm -hmm. And I did. I'm a fucking amazing dater. (laughs) Obviously.
0: Okay. Listen to our fantastic Uh dialogue. Uh I believe you. (laughs) Yeah,
1: like I'm really good at it. So as we, as I knew before, I'm the biggest barrier to whether or not I date somebody. Right. And that's okay.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, If you... You know, what what are you looking for in a relationship with someone?
1: Oh, cuz like, that's a civil.
0: It's answer. not simple at all, but everyone has their own like hang-ups and they have their own desires, you know.
1: Okay.
0: I'm trying to get you on the podcast. Yeah, like, This to- like? <laughs> like, This is This, how yeah. I it this is how, this is how did, it's going to happen. Did I actually waste
1: my money before? Uh, all oh. like, Well. Young black survivors
0: well, what, it's at? what kind of insurance do you have? none <laughs> not- <laughs> not- yeah. right <laughs> Um No, but seriously, like, let's just forget that. <laughs> forget I mean, that. we all know what we yeah. want. Well, yeah, we are a normal, bangable hot dude. I mean, did you have to tell this dating um. lady that? Like what Yeah, you, obviously. Yeah, yeah. I
1: mean, I paid her a ton of money. So we talked about all of the details. Mm-hmm. I mean, but honestly, it came down to what I already knew. It was about me. Yeah. It was about me having the energy to date, the interest in dating, the interest in what I made, like even my new connection with somebody to pursue that connection. Mm-hmm. And that's what dating is for anybody. And yeah. like, if you don't care enough to do those things, second steps it doesn't matter what the first step is and obviously i don't care enough about like the second third yeah third ish like tw- to like 25th ish steps i yeah, don't care there's,
0: there's a lot of it but there's a lot of fun and meeting people not just dating people just relationships period
1: but um, i'm very good at meeting people yeah so like i that's just like my bread and butter that's- like meet me <laughs> <laughs> like me. let's
0: talk to you that's what we're doing right now yeah and i'm like How,
1: enchanting yeah. so it's perfect
0: so and <laughs> <laughs> your scene is in baltimore like all i know about baltimore is the wire you know that off well it's not awful it's a very good uh it's series a, it's but
1: probably a fantastic depiction of uh, one part of baltimore yes
0: yeah but you're a part of baltimore
1: mm-hmm.
0: not so much the same, I mean,
1: I lived in Baltimore for five years mm-hmm. in like a gentrified bougie part of Baltimore, so
0: so you're good. Um, where I mean, I'm alive, where, <laughs> so where are you originally from? I'm uh, from Maryland, the Maryland. bougie
1: part of Maryland, yeah. County. so it's outside of DC, it's called like the DMV, it's from prob- it's like commuters into DC,
0: mm-hmm. and going from there to Notre Dame. And actually, being here in Philadelphia, uh, um, plenty of times, uh, do you see uh, differences in different stages, different places, or do you see a lot of the same in the people that you're around, the things that you're doing?
1: I think it's really about the people you surround yourself yeah. with. Yeah. So, I mean, obvious. I mean, again, not to say the word one more time, but keep like, going. I live uh, in a, like an educated privilege bubble Mm -hmm. so I went from one educated privilege bubble you know regardless of race you know the people that lived in my bubble were educated and privileged Mm -hmm. um, to a different educated privilege bubble in South Bend different people different education and privilege um, different than what I was used to in terms of the things that exist beyond that right like i was bsa in high school and mm-hmm. when i participated in like diversity things at notre dame i actually got opposition <laughs> from people which is not something i had pr- prior to that um then i did a couple of years back in Maryland, because as we had previously discussed i um, was not good at school because I did not want to be a doctor so I failed all my Notre Dame classes and then I had to go do some of them again in Maryland um and then I went to med school in like rural Missouri mm-hmm. so, which was like another slap in the face like yeah. a stepped down slap in the face from South Bend <laughs> so I think that it depends on the person it depends on how you interact with people mm-hmm. and it's kind of like I mean I would I would like to think of myself that is always saying what I think and what I mean. Yeah. But sometimes you're playing a short game versus a long game. Yeah. Right. And I think that any black person, brown person who has found themselves in a situation where they're not really comfortable, sometimes you're like, maybe I need to play the long game here. Yeah. And like just like not say what I'm thinking <laughs> and like be best friends with these people. And um, then maybe say what I'm thinking. I mean, you, you've experienced
0: yeah, that. All, all the time.
1: Yeah, all the time.
0: <laughs> no, just, no, just not saying. Yeah,
1: so, I mean, <laughs> so I definitely awesome. played that game. Like, yeah. you just, like, bite your tongue, and, like, you're like, okay, we're friends, we're friends, and, like, slowly those other pieces of your personality come out. Yeah. And I think that's definitely something I've done. Um, But, again... I have a lot of privilege backing me up. I have like nothing to lose. Yeah. When I'm like, but.
0: <laughs> but I also hear you know, um, you saying that most of the causes that you care about are not for people that have privilege. Um, what inside? What, what happened in your life to make you think about other people uh, before yourself with all that privilege we keep talking about?
1: I mean, I don't. Like, honestly, uh, you know,
0: it's just who you are.
1: And I mean, yeah. I mean, like the thing is, is is that like, I'm not gonna say I'm the greatest person in the world. I'm not, but like, I have I mean, that's just the way I am. Okay. I'm not, I'm I'm, like actually the
0: worst. And I think a lot of
1: my friends would say that. So
0: so for me, um, (laughs) just to ask myself the same question that I asked you. Um, I would point out a specific person. I would say that my mom uh, in my life always installed to me um, to be who you wanna be, love who you wanna love, uh, be nice to everyone, and also uh take care of other people you know that's where kind of like I get the inspiration for myself I always give my she did a whole bunch of other stuff bad <laughs> but those little conversations that I had with her kind of formed uh who I am today as far as just being friendly with everyone now, uh, other people in my family did not put that in me. It was a constant fight. Um, So that's kind of what I was like trying to So I would say
1: 100% that was my parents. So my parents, they thought what they were going to think, they instilled on me what they were going to instill. But I always knew that come what may, they would be there. Maybe with a lecture, maybe with a many lectures, things yeah. I did not want to hear. But, like, I always could fall back on them. And for me, their, like, prevailing message was love. I mean, I would say I ignored all of the other messages. I really pe- picked and choose, mm-hmm. like, what I wanted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like part it. <laughs> essentially, with my parents, I knew they loved me no matter what. And, like, I could do whatever i want and fall back on them i mean there was a lot of crying and fights along the way Mm -hmm. but i knew that was the baseline yeah and that was probably it for me yeah i mean all you need is support at the base and then you can pick and choose what you do on the way up right right right. the base is like weak it makes it a lot harder yeah
0: definitely definitely um this is pretty much close to the end of talking to you.
1: How is that possible, Tim? I don't know. It's, it's <laughs>
0: crazy. Uh, but what I wanted to say is you quit your job and everything. I don't know if you really know what's going on next, but what do you hope to happen next for yourself?
1: So I really hope that I, I'm doing my travel medicine, so I really hope I'm able to do that with populations I like. I really hope that it enables me to be more there for, like, my family in the way I need to be. And then I hope that after that, I figure my shit out (sighs) so I can, like, if I want to have a family and whatever that means, like, for me, I would love to, like, adopt a kid at any age or, like, I guess, like, technically date somebody and meet them and marry them or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, Or not marry them, to be clear. Obviously, I don't care.
0: Okay, <laughs> um,
1: but um, whatever that means, like move forward in that. So I just hope whatever whatever my next step is makes me more available to hit those
0: goals. Right. Nice. And for other people that are watching you and want to, you know, hear more about you or whatever, um, one thing you don't have to do this. You can tell them. Where they can contact you. So, I guess
1: you can contact me on my Instagram, Just? which is at Marie. MAP8765. All right. My initials actually smell the word NAP, oh. which is why.
0: I never even put two and two together. I mean, why um, would you? Yeah, because no. that would
1: be a weird thing for you to know. <laughs> um, why M-A-P-8-7-6-5. Why is your Instagram MAP8765. <laughs> I mean, if you actually had questions, I'd be very happy to answer any of them. In terms of college, in terms of getting into medicine if that's your interest, or any healthcare field mm-hmm. or anything. After that, I would be so happy to introduce or, or like, dialogue with anybody. If someone
0: obviously. sees this and they slide into your DMs. Like, do you know what that means? <laughs> you are older than me. Why would <laughs> I <go laughs> <out of line? laughs> Uh, I don't know, man. You know, it's my code switch and I got to see if you know the the language. Yeah. Yeah.
1: If some like amazing person slid into my DMs.
0: You'll respond. (laughs) And they
1: were bangable. Bangable? (laughs) Yeah. I would respond.
0: That's the medical term. Yeah. (laughs) It's a subjective
1: term, but like objective, I think to most people. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Do you have a message that you want to tell the world? Before we close out.
1: Yeah. I would say reach out to any of the people around you as resources that you have. Right. There's people who live there every day with people or individuals that they don't feel like they can like talk to or connect to. Mm -hmm. But if you have a resource that you feel like you can learn something from, just ask. You don't lose anything from asking. And a lot of times if you gain something, you gain a lot. Right. So just ask
0: cool do you recommend med school
1: (laughs) i i mean i think any doctor would not say if if they were actually being real with themselves they wouldn't say that outright but i think if it's for you it's for you but you should know what you're getting into so talk to a fellow doctor on real terms so you know what you're getting into
0: cool oh marie one more of these Oh, you got the. I my beer. <laughs> okay. your beer, all right. Um, that's the that's the episode of the Young Black Suburban with Marie Perrara. Uh, thanks for. You didn't say God, it. Right. Can you say it for me?
1: Pereira. Pereira, I can't. Hard. Remember, man. My.
0: It's. See you guys later. <laughs>